Coming to you live, it's the Auto Hub Show with Ian and Jeff. Here we go. Who said you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Hi, I'm Gail Rubenstein, the founder and CEO of a company called Retail Resilient, social selling for the car industry. And we help auto dealers, auto agencies, and vendors in the auto industry sell more cars, service more cars, and make more money using our social selling strategy. That includes TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and anything else you can think of. So if you're looking to invest thousands and make millions, we're definitely the social selling company for you. Like I said, who said you can't teach an old dog new tricks? I was at Larry Pullman's seminar. So happy I came, having such a good time. Thank you so much, Larry. One of the best trainers in this area, for sure. I don't know about anywhere else, but as far as I know, he's the best. So, um, told you twice, take advantage. Thank you for having me. I'm at Larry Feldman's uh, seminar, and what I found is that what he's really good at doing with his knowledge and with his training, he's not filling a bucket, he's lighting a fire ways to improve. Every month we want to improve better on what we did the month before, maybe the year before. It's about how fast we can get the cars done with quality work to get it to the front line because that's where we make our money. And the bottom line is the longer it takes, the more money you spend. We want to get it down as low as possible. Right now, like I said, we're in a great stage. We're at four and a half days. In recon, we want to know how quickly we can get the cars out of the recon process and to the front line. The average days in recon and then the time to line are the most important things that we look for. I'm Mike Burrell, I'm service director of JM Lexus. Yeah! Any car, any car will do. And you know what? figure it out when the customer makes their way back in the dealership. Right, wrong. Am I right? And we've trained this and it's worked. And it's been great. And, and you know, sell the sizzle, sell the emotion. That's how you make gross profit. But not today. Things are changing. I can get that customer so excited about buying a car. You think I can't get somebody excited about selling a car? Let me tell you again, for buying a car. I'm darn good at that. Right? And they have. Well, what ha I mean, and so we have a customer who's on a $40,000 car, but if in the event they can only qualify for what? A $25,000 vehicle and the payment, oh my God, even if I was so lucky, to get the deal well, what happens? Tell me. The customer doesn't take the payment, <laughs> right? They're like, oh my God, I got this favor from this lender, and now the customer won't even accept the payment because the payment doesn't fit within their budget. So we do have to look at what is happening with our customer. And the idea behind why it's so important to understand that customers are having a difficult time with budget. And can we actually train sales associates? Can we train salespeople? Can we train the desk? How about F&I? 
And some independents will have an FNI office. But can we actually train a FNI person to rethink having conversations with the customer earlier on, online, and when they make their way into the dealership before we put the customer on a car they can't afford? Are we willing to have or allow that sales associate to have that conversation with that customer? And are we training up to that? And why that's so important to do that? Because, as we already talked about, lenders are tightening up. Let's not kid ourselves. They're not going to be as flexible as they used to be. Um, if I'm not mistaken, two years ago, we could get 150%, right, Paul, of loan value. Sometimes we were lucky at 200, right? <laughs> I don't know that. But yes. But are we getting that today? No, you're not getting that today. So it makes sense to understand the marketplace for what it is. And let's do something about it. Utilize the technology that's available to us. Make it a point to, to utilize those soft pull analysis that can get us closer to where the customer needs to be and wants to be. One thing I also want to point out, sales associates. You know, let's support our sales associates and, and make it fun. It's frustrating spinning them on it uh, where they're spending two to three hours putting a customer on a vehicle and lo and behold, they come back into the dealership and the customer can't get qualified. Lenders not going to buy the deal or they're going to have to cut the profit. And over a period of time, when that continues to happen, what do you suppose happens with the salesperson? They stop doing it. They start learning how to groom customers. <laughs> and that's your future business that we're talking about, that sales associates are grooming because they don't want to deal with the frustration. So something else to you know, certainly consider. One of the things CarMax recently is now offering uh, their sales associate with the ability in app that they can utilize on the lot. Not in the dealership, on the lot. To determine customer payment on vehicles selected. Now that should say something to you because I would imagine CarMax would be a competitor of sorts. And they're giving their sales associate the ability to talk and discuss payment options earlier on with the customer before or as they are discussing the vehicle purchase. AutoNation is doing the same thing. This is even before the customer makes their way in uh, to the dealership at all. So we have CarMax, when we're talking uh, vehicles on the lot, talking payment criteria, payment criteria earlier on, and now we have AutoNation. Well, I added that post on my social media platform, and what do you suppose happened? It lit up like a Christmas tree. 
and veterans alike were telling me, are you out of your mind? This isn't going to work. We're not talking payments before the customer even lands on a, on a vehicle. Who came up with that brainstorm? So here's how I look at that. 20 years ago, and I'm going to pick on Bob, and he's trying to be really quiet over there. I said, really, Becky? But 20 years ago, I believe that CarMax came up with this foolish idea. We're going to go ahead and put a value on all the trades. And you know what? You don't even have to buy a car from us. So here's what happened. Do you remember that, Terry? And what happened? I'm sorry? I sold a lot of my customers' cars to car there you go. And it was easy. But here's the thing. I can tell you how many veterans said, are you out of your mind? Who does that? Why would someone do that? And come to find out 20 years later, now we know why they did it. It was brilliant. This was one of the best, I mean, strategies unheard of. So here we are now. We have an app that allows a sales associate to determine payments before and while they are doing a Q&A meeting rate on the lot. I think it's brilliant. But it's also scary. And we as a team, or we as an industry, we've got to do a better job training our sales associates. You know, I, I get a lot of grief from dealer advocates and say, this lady, she's out of her mind. I talk about educating sales associates. Go figure. I said, let's make them smarter. Let's hire better. Let's hire different. Let's give them the information they need to do what? To perform their job and at a higher level. Let's take this te uh, technology that Terry is talking about, that we're hearing in this conference. We're hearing it from a lot of great companies. But I hear about this technology a lot. I do. And you know what? All this great technology isn't going to do it for you. You've got to have critical thinking. And we have to figure out the technology, how are, how are we going to make the technology work for you? And every store is different from the next. And we don't want to say the all cookie cutter approach. Nobody wants that. But what we want to do is have some critical thinking so we have a plan, a better plan. We want to work smarter, not harder and helping our sales associates and ourselves maximize, sell more cars, maximize profits. Take the online tool, digital tool, and actually use it. It's not a lead system, I mean, as a lead provider, but at the same token, don't jump track. Keep the customer on track. Let them continue the journey once they get into the dealership and not stop, make the customer stop where they left off and, and continue where you left off at. I guess that's what I'm trying to say there. And make it easier to buy a car. Okay.
Okay, so I just, again, I don't know how much I have to go through the statistics with you, but this is good information. Just in case, um, credit card debt, Keynote's at $1 trillion, I mean $1 trillion in debt right now, all-time high. Um, and then over the past three months alone, it's $50 billion. Then we have 60% of the U.S. population has less than $1,000 in their savings account. What's that say? We have to figure out innovative solutions to help customers afford our vehicles and get them on and having a better idea of their payment options earlier on. 20% have zero in their savings account. That's a tough call. 70% of customers certainly have budget concerns, and I think Terry already mentioned that earlier. And get a load of this, that number never changes. Right? 40% of consumers who have less than best credit. 680, FICO, and below. So what strategies we put in place will help you to impact sales, impact profits, but hearing, understanding the technology, you have to figure out what does that process mean? What do we need to do to implement this to make it come together? Right? So there's 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 a lot there's a lot to uh, uh, talk through when you when you get back to the store. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Uh, I love the technology. I love everything that we have and that we have at our disposal. It just it's up to us to really go ahead and utilize some critical thinking and implement a process that will allow us to have this conversation with our customers earlier on. Now I'm going to pick on, I'm picking on a few people that I know are in the industry, that I know have, not that we're not in the industry, but is a retailer. And Paul, I'm coming after you. Paul, get up. Paul, I want you to talk really to what I just shared. And what is the, really the concern about kind of getting Hello, everybody. I've been put on the spot, so I'll do the best I can. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it Becky and I have known each other for a while, and, and the, uh, we're big about, uh, it's not even about that your salesperson's got to be a bachelor degree or anything. It's about that your salesperson builds a relationship with that customer, understands their needs, and they can fit them to the right car. So it's not about go to the lot and tell me what you like. Most don't even know what they like. How many of you have had a customer call and they say, I want your Camaro, and then they come in and buy a different car, right? Everybody, I think, has had that happen. So customers don't know what they like. When they leave in that car, do you think they like it less than the Camaro? No, they love their new car, right? So 
what I think the point that Becky's trying to make to you guys is your salesperson has got to be a people person. Salesperson has got to learn uh, what they're trying to accomplish. They have five kids, they need a van, right? And if you have a third row SUV that they can afford, great. But otherwise, you've got to talk about that van. So it's about getting to know that customer, their budget, how much money they make. If they make $2,000 a month, you better have a van, right? And they got five kids, you better have a van that fits that budget. You know that you're spending that $2,000 on those five kids. So it's about setting up your customer for success. So that way they keep coming back and they're like, yeah, this person helped me, they got to know me, they knew my family, they knew my kids' names. <clears throat> so it's building that relationship, learning the budget, and then the last piece is learning your lenders. Respect that they're in business to make money too, and they're who writes you the check, right? It's not your customers. So respect their programs, respect them, and, and know that you know, you have to be an asset to them for them to want to work with you. As you mentioned, some customers don't know the vehicle they prefer. Is it really that important to like have them like pre-filter in terms of uh, affordability? Because uh, like you said, the pre-payment, like they're being able to estimate their payment beforehand, they don't know the vehicle they like. Is it really that important? Like, what is, what's the pros and cons of building a larger funnel and then like getting them into the apartment in there uh, versus having an increased select base and payments ahead of time? Yeah. Good job. Let's hear Harry. I know he's bit. So yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. We're always we gravitate toward finding the car first. That's that's why our websites are set up. That's why everything happens. And and even franchise dealers, it's like select new and select used. What? How about just seeing everything at one time? So, to your point though, um, again, based on my own personal experience, going through that experience of somebody wanting a car they can't afford and getting sold on that car ahead of time, and then I couldn't get them approved, they're gone. They're embarrassed, right? Or they're mad. I couldn't get them approved. That's that's the reality. So. Setting the budget first, and then using credit to show them everything they qualify to buy because they may think they can only afford this. Now all of a sudden, oh wow, I didn't know you had this. Because as you're, they're looking through your website, it's like, what if they miss something? They're scrolling. Have you ever, guys, use your own website, look for a car? <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun. So if you start with the experience of Credit, what do you want to buy? How much money do you want to put down? I want to support the utility. Instantly, uh, decision through all your inventory, your financing, and return back the cars that meet their budget right where they want to be. Um, there, um, it, it can, and, and here's the thing about that. So, you know you can't, so there's lenders that have that have discounts. Everybody knows what a discount fee is, right? So if you use that lender, they're gonna charge you to do that deal, okay? Whatever the price you have advertised for that vehicle, that's the price you've gotta sell it for, okay? But in a shop by payment experience, we're not advertising cars first. You're not picking a car and a price. 
So as you're able to go through the decisioning engine, oh, they're a buy your bigger customer, or they're a, a discount customer for that lender, well then you can show just particular cars to that customer with the discount. It's all legal, it's all fine, because there's a subset of cars that I'm not marketing to the general public. They're not on my website. They're not being advertised at price anywhere, but they're within the mix. So having that technology to be able to build that in there, it's, it's pretty cool. Does that make sense? I gotta, I gotta say, um, I think you can hear me. You can hear me. Um, but I have to say, I, I loved your question. And the reason why you're authentic, you're real. This is what we're up against. This is what's really the conversation out there. Like my social platform blew up. And we have to have this conversation. Because at the end of the day, if we don't understand the reason why we need to get to a budget criteria earlier on before you land the customer on the wrong car, they're going to keep doing what they've always done. It's easy to keep doing what I've always done. I get it. I was one of those same people. I'm like, I know how to make gross on this deal. I'm really good at what I do. I'm going to make that person just absolutely love this car. Well, you can love it until the cows come home. But here's the reality of it. You know who's buying this car? Who's buying the car? Bank. Who said that? The bank. Amen. That's it. It's the lender. It's not the customer, ultimately. But until that lender says, I, I will, you don't have anything. So I love, I absolutely really appreciated your feedback. I had to, I had to just say thank you. Yes. Well, as Becky mentioned earlier, you, you get them on a particular car and you can't get that car done, or you have to change your profit structure to get them in that car. You're, you're giving away money. So again, starting with the budget, your your all your profit is built in. Your rate reserve, your markup, all of that's built into the shop by payment experience. So the, payment they see that they're qualified to buy, you're making your money. It's, again, this is stuff I do. I, I, that's, I do it for myself. I'm the lender. So that's what we do. Any other questions, comments, snag remarks? So I do have one question. Yep. So let's go back to, you were saying that you had discount cards. Uh-huh. Right. That's one way of doing it. Right? You you can you can do that because you're not mark. What you cannot do is change the price of the car if somebody wants to finance. Car's twenty grand. Oh, you want to finance? Well, it's twenty two. No, sorry, that's a no. <laughs> so there's nothing. It, it still has to be qualifications of the lender, right? The, the book value and the you know, loan to value and all that still has to fit. Still has got to fit within the, the guidelines. What else? So, I can talk about this for hours. I really can. 
Um, any, anybody else want to throw anything out there? Wendy? Training? Important, right? Yeah. Training is big. And, and again, using it in the stores Becky mentioned, easy. And I've sat through dealers where the customer comes in, they got the deal all done and and got to the manager and said, I need I need 20 grand for the trade-in. Manager said, well, 15 is the number. But I need 20. I got the deal done at 20. If I get 20, I'm done. Sorry, 15. So goes out, customer leaves, never comes back in. I spent three hours on working a deal. Getting the getting the credit up front allows you to also get the trade-in equity. That goes into the calculation of the engine. Whether it's plus or minus equity, it's included in that payment calculation. So now, as a, as a salesperson, I just go to the customer and say, hey, we got this great shop like payment tool, you're probably a big shopper, everybody is. Good. I don't care about your credit. Don't, I don't, don't tell me. Here, let me text you a link. You can do it right there and we'll just do it together. Easy. No social, no paper, get right in it. What have you done? You generated a lead, customer's phone number, and an experience that you're going to get through it so much quicker. And once they see the inventory, what am I as a salesperson? Now I'm not focused on credit. I'm focused on, hey, that's a great car. Let's, that, let's, go, let's go test drive that. I don't have to worry about whether they can afford it or not. I know they can afford it. They're pre-qualified based on the decision engine. Now it's fine. Let's go drive it. As a salesperson, man, that's a good feeling. That is a good feeling. So at the end of the day, if you have sales associates and they and you're telling them whatever you do, we don't want you talking payment. You want you uh, talk you talk terms on your seat, not on your feet. Y'all said that over the years, but so and we really think that that's what they're doing out there. They're not going to talk payment out there. They're not going to talk this or that or the other. Right now, payment's this, trade, I don't want to trade, I'm going to put them with them, all the other variables and options. Of course they are. I'd rather them have the right information rather than the wrong information. Isn't that, I mean... And they'll believe this. If they do it on their own, on, 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 your, on your tool, they're going to believe this versus you writing something down on a piece of paper. Is this is the results they get, best results. There it is. So I would to thank you all. Oh, did you have something to about your putting that back in there? Oh, no, I heard of Wendy and I kept thinking twice and I got in for her and Oh, no, yeah, we are Wendy and Wendy. Paul, thank you very much for letting me pick on you. I really appreciate it. Paul is absolutely a terrific, terrific dealer. And, you know, he has an interesting background. He was a pilot one time in his career, and he met with a car dealer that, that he worked with for a very long time that showed him the roads, and now he's at the Central Store, along with his, he has, um, his uh, other platform, and uh, a digital platform that really is just ultimately terrific um, uh, for independent dealers. So you might want to go ahead and check Paul out there and be more than happy to share that information with you. I want to thank you very much for
Thanks for joining us. It was a great show and follow us anywhere you would like on your favorite podcast on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and of course on our YouTube or subscribe to our own channel.